I don't feel like I needed to prepare much for this because I have so much experience in the past of wanting my iPad to do more and be have play a larger role in my life. Like I bought this thinking this is going to be, you know, it for yeah. most of my stuff, except for like work, obviously, that I need to do like pro use pro apps for editing and all that stuff. But for everything else, I thought this is great. And um, I guess I just didn't end up using it as much as I had hoped. And it ended up, it would end up just sitting in a drawer for like weeks. Same. And um, then, and, but then I'd get, then I'd have like this resurgence of like, why is this sitting in a drawer? I got to use this thing. I get it out and I'll use it yeah. for a couple days. And then it gets, I keep reaching for the phone because it's, you know, oh, he says he's having some technical difficulties. Okay. Um, yeah, same, same with me. I, I don't think there's been an Apple device that I have had such high expectations for before. Um, and I, I, you know, like the computers, you know what you're getting. If it's a laptop or an iMac, it's, it's Mac OS and it's a Mac and a Mac is a Mac. I know what I'm going to get out of it. Right. And as a computer, like I'm forced to use it. I can't not have a computer. Well, although we'll talk to Jeff pretty soon who has gone some years without a computer, replacing it with an iPad. Wow. And I see the iPad is like a great kind of supplemental device. Um, it's like a really, it's like a high-end <coughs> toy. But then it's the it's like the toy that you get at Christmas and it's really cool. And then a week later, you just kind of like leave it hanging out in the living room. And um, I don't know. It's It's weird because honestly, like the iPhone... I do all my browsing on the iPhone and, you know, looking at videos and stuff like if I'm in bed because it's just, it's there. It's always attached to me. And then the computer I can go to for, you know, if I want like a big screen video or if we're doing something like this, recording a podcast and I got all these windows going on, I've got messages, I've got FaceTime, I've got Logic, I've got Safari in the background. And, you know, we'll see what Jeff has to say. (laughs) Not that he's on trial or anything, but like, with an iPad, only recently have you been able to have two apps open at the same time. Yeah, and even then, it's not quite as easy yeah. and fluid as a computer. Like, you still kind of have to drag in a special way from the bottom. And then oh, you my have God, to, it's so tedious. I keep you have try- to start, And you have to start from one app and then bring in the next one. It's not like you can just kind of mm-hmm. pop, pop windows open as you click on things. Yeah, and, like, I love that it's light and portable, but, I mean, you could get a MacBook Air, which is light and portable. You, yeah, you have to flip it open. But I'm glad we're getting all of our shit talking of the iPad out, out <laughs> so of the way before Jeff joins. Because when he joins, he joins, you're going to be like, this amazing device I have. This is just all you ever need. Jeff, can you tell us? It's just the answer to everything I've ever wanted. Tell us why is it so great. Yeah. But let's talk about how great the iPad is. No, we're not going to, it's not going to be a conversation quite like that. I think it's going to be, I think we want it to be that though. Like we don't want it to not be. Jeff represents what I want to be. Yes. Jeff, Jeff is living the life, right? He's got his iPad pro. He's got, I think he's got the, the awesome little keyboard dock and he's like, he can edit podcasts on his, on his iPad and all kinds of stuff. I do have one gripe about Hmm. the iPad that. Apple has not corrected, and I feel like they could have corrected. And I, I don't, I don't want to forget to ask him about it. But we're, I'm going to save it for later for him. But there is one thing that's been an issue since, like, I don't know, like 20, 
13 or something. It was one of the updates, and ever since, they've never fixed it. And it has to do with the on-screen keyboard. So let, don't let me forget to ask him about that. On-screen keyboard. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like he represents, like, what I want, the consumer I want to be. I want to be as excited and, you know, use it to its fullest. I feel like I'm aware that there's probably a lot I'm leaving on the table by yeah. not using this. And... um so maybe it's not the iPad, maybe it's me. And that's what this podcast episode will be about. Jeff right. can teach us how to be better technocrats. And well, we just come from, <laughs> yeah, we just come from uh, an age of like using only computers. And, that's, and mm-hmm. so it's been hard to change with the times, I guess. And I think Jeff is actually joining us as we speak. Perfect timing. Hey, hey. Hey, hey how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. You can hear us okay? Yeah, I have an echo from one of you from my voice, but I don't know who that is. Oh. Um, Maybe that's me. Hold on. Oh, I know why I'm doing Oh, hold on. Testing one, two. One, two. Yep, yep, okay. That was me. It was a me thing. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, that actually ties in exactly to what we were just talking about before you got on, which is we think the iPad is a problem with us, not the iPad. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were given our... User error. We're giving our hot takes to the iPad. I was saying, um, well, before I get into this, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Sorry <laughs> to get back on topic where we surprisingly have a topic today. Usually we just kind of <laughs> ramble all over the place and uh, hear about birds. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's really great to have you, Jeff. Yeah, it's good to be here, guys. It's good to virtually, well, I know you, Josh, but it's good to mer- virtually meet you, uh, Rob. Or, no, Rob. Jeez, I got the names mixed up. Sorry. Way around, I know Rob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're just going, right? This is just, this is yeah. the show? No, we're off to All a right. great we'll just, start. We'll just dive in. <laughs> I, I was going to make some kind of intro comments about my thoughts on the iPad, but before I, I get ahead of myself... Um, Let's, uh, you know, if you want to intro yourself, I'll just say briefly that um, I know you through Mike, who has been on our podcast a couple of times and longtime friend from college. You guys had a a really great show that I actually miss called Getting Caught Up. Um, Yeah. Oh. So that's how I kind of knew you, started following you on Twitter. Yeah, it was a great show. And Jeff I mean, from that. Oh my god! I am the Jeff from that. That is me. I'm a big that, fan. That would be me. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, that was just a. That was just the excuse for Mike and I just to always have an ongoing conversation together and stuff. And uh, I miss that show too. I just I, I've been taking a break from like podcasting in general for a while now because mm-hmm. I had that show and then I had another show called The Slab of Glass, which was all right. about the iPad, and that was with Chris Lawley, who's a great YouTuber, um, and a great person to look at for uh, other references after this conversation if you if you have any interest in the iPad he's a good guy we'll throw it in the show that. notes I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll throw you guys a link in, in some of his uh, good intro videos like good videos to kind of get started at um, but I had shows with him and everything but now I'm just a writer over at tablethabit.com like that's just what I do now and mm-hmm. it's a newsletter that goes out once a week that's basically all about the iPad but I sprinkle in other things that are kind of tangentially related to the iPad which is you know the uh, productivity you know the tech space the news all the Apple stuff that's going on that kind of thing but like from an iPad user's perspective like I 
I have a Mac, but it's technically my wife's and I borrow it when I need it. Like, for instance, I'm technically recording this on the Mac just so I have the iPad available to do this on. Mm -hmm. But I use an iPad for everything I do, including all my writing, all the work I do uh, at home. My day job isn't necessarily requiring me to have to bring my own technology because I work in broadcasting and I'm a uh, production director there. So Hmm. everything's kind of provided for me there. But like, I prefer the iPad for any type of computing or anything like that. And that's just like my thing. And that's what I write about basically. Yeah. So what I was kind of about to, to lead in with was this, um, yeah, this kind of Josh and I were talking about how like we love iPads, we love all things Apple in general, but you know, I have to admit, I feel like the iPad I have such high expectations for, and it's like, the toy you get at Christmas and after about a week you realize you're not really using it as much as you do. And so we were kind of complaining about like how it hasn't really lived up to what we want it to be. And then we realized, do you know what? Really? It's just Jeff is the, is the consumer we want to be. Cause it seems like yeah. you're using it to the fullest and um, yeah. may, maybe we're missing a particular piece or a particular like workflow of how it can like just better fit into our lives, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to work backward from that, if that's okay, because I'm just yeah. kind of curious as to like, when you guys say it, like the iPad doesn't meet your expectations, which I get, like, not everyone can do their work on an iPad. I'm not going to say that you can do, vi- you know, you can do some video editing and stuff on an iPad. Chris Lolly, like we mentioned, does do all that. But there are things that you just you just genuinely can't do on an iPad. If you work in Excel, or you have a lot of spreadsheet driven things, there are spreadsheet apps, Microsoft has one, Google has one it's way better to use a desktop. It's way better to use a computer for those kind of things. Like there are going to be pros and cons with depending on what you use. But for you guys, when you say that the iPad like hasn't like met your expectations or things like that, like what are you looking for? Or like, what do you, what do you mean by that? And I don't mean this as like a, you know, how dare you kind of thing, but more like (laughs) I kind of want to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Like what I, I guess, the if I take away, so I'd have to think. Okay, I have to take the tasks that I know I need the Mac for, and then set those aside because those are always. I mean, there's no way I can rip like the editing work I do, the pro the pro apps and stuff like that mm-hmm. that I need mm-hmm. to have access to. Okay, to, to take those out of the uh, basket of things. Um, I guess. Uh, I, I, I guess there's more, yeah, you some of the writing stuff I could do in it and all that. I think that the, the thing is that it could meet our expectations. It's just that we're not in the habit, the tablet habit, <laughs> oh. of picking it up. Like, it's, the, it's just, it's like there's some really simple thing about, like, uh, and, the, and the phone, too. I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max, so that's a yeah. pretty big phone. But it's also like it, it just is so handy. It's always there, so I'm always picking that up. Mm. So there's the in-between. There's something in-between there that it is far easier and better for me to use the iPad, but I'll already have started the task by without even thinking about it somewhere else. So right. an- another thing might, might help kind of um, frame the conversation is if we kind of describe... Describe your product ecosystem, Josh, and and I can start with mine. I have um, the 27-inch iMac. That's my primary computer. I've always been a big 
iMac person. And, uh, and so I love that machine and I have the, the iPhone 12 pro, uh, which is, you know, always attached to me, Apple watch. Um, I have voice devices at home, but not the, not the, uh, home pod device. So it's either Google or Alexa. And, okay. um, and then I have, um, this iPad that I actually inherited <laughs> from my wife because she she got a new one. This one has like a small crack in it, but it's like it works totally fine. So I, I still use it. Um, Which one is that? Is that the mini or is that the? It's the Pro, um, the iPad oh, the Pro 10.5? ten and a half inch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, from like what three years ago, maybe. Still has a home button. It's yeah. it's it's uh, yeah. it's the Pro when they used to look like this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has the has the forehead and the chin. Yep. Right. Right. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, in my kind of ecosystem, I always have the phone on me. So when I'm doing, you know, scrolling activities, if you're like checking social media or whatever, texting that's happening on my phone, probably, especially at night when it's like, okay, I'm in bed, maybe I'll watch a video or something. I usually mm-hmm. go to the phone for that. And then if I want kind of that oh, I want to watch, you know, this 4K video or something in a a larger setting. Or I need to, like, do something where I've got, you know, FaceTime going and a browser window going. Then I'll go to the iMac for that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the, you know, the guy in between who's always left out is the iPad. I don't, uh, for whatever reason, I just habitually, I don't don't gravitate to grabbing the iPad. Um, Okay. So that's... um, yeah, nothing particularly against the iPad. I think I'm just not in that tablet habit to bring it back <laughs> again. We're gonna be using that a lot today. Such a great name. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I might have I might have a good starting point for for you, Rob. But I kind of want to hear more uh, from you, Josh, as far as like what you're looking for. Okay, so I think I've put my thoughts a little bit more together about this because, uh, or maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out as I talk. Um, but. <laughs> But I think so. So I have I I think it's availability of the things that I need to access. Maybe I have not put in a good enough place where they're fluid on every device. So like my computer has all of the stuff that I like the files that I would work on. And and I think it comes down to like file structure. And and also, I think it's just the way I'm thinking about it, because it's like for me, the iPad, I keep thinking of this in between device instead of uh you know, something I can do instead of going to the computer. And actually, I should say, the last couple days ahead of this, knowing that this was coming up, I was more committed to, like, starting over again with the iPad in a way and trying to make it... I've done this a few times, though, like, this re- <laughs> this refresh of, like, I'm going to reset everything up, I'm going to kind of... You're dating again. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not starting over, but, I mean, I'm just trying to organize it a little bit better so it makes more sense to maybe how I would use it. And... I have actually noticed that it is so what's what's happening in the past couple days is my laptop is becoming like a desktop and my iPad is becoming like a laptop. Huh. And and it works fairly well that way. I also set up remote desktop on my on my Mac so I can remote into my Mac from other parts of the house if I just want to check something or I don't want to mm. like get up and and take it with me or something, you know. So, uh I think that what it comes down to for the both of you as far as like finding the reason to use the iPad is kind of just to set an intentionality with it. Like that was the big reason as to why I moved a lot of my stuff to the iPad in general. So there's the 
there's the Mac, which can do a bunch of things at once. And that's awesome if you want that. But for me, especially when I am trying to do writing and trying to do tasks that involve like all of my brain and I can't really be distracted or I just want to work on one thing, hmm. the iPad was perfect for me to start doing things on that. To where if I'm like, all right, I have a specific task in mind, I'm going to do, you know, 40 minutes of just working on this. I don't want any distractions. The iPad was kind of where I started doing this. And that's kind of when I first started dabbling into making the iPad my writing device or my reading device or my, you know, uh, whatever you want to do to like get things done and get work done. Start using it for like that one particular thing where you're like, I can't, like, I want zero contact with the world. I want zero contact with anything else. I just want this and I want to work on this for however long. And for me, it was writing. And that was kind of how it got started. And then, you know, it, as you guys probably are as well, we're tinkerers and you kind of want to make like the <laughs> best setup you can have or you can have the best kind of thing. So that's all I ever quickly. do, really. I never actually get there. I just set things up. <laughs> Josh well, is diagnosed with extreme tinkering disorder. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty bad. ETD. I, got, I, I feel you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so like I, you just start tinkering. So very quickly I was using the iPad. I was like, I wonder what the best writing software is. And so I start digging and, you know, you start tinkering with things. You start playing around with different applications and you start having opinions and you start having feelings on things. And then, you no, know, now you want to talk about those things. So now you have a reason to really write about those things. And that's kind of how this whole thing kind of came to be is that it just basically was like, I want to work on this device. I want to use it for this particular thing. Okay. There's, different applications I can use for this thing. And there's different things I can try with this. And now I have feelings on it. And now I'm going to talk about those things. And, and the cycle just continues. Like, you know, add hot, you know, add on different tasks and stuff that you're doing with it. Hmm. And voila, you have the reason that you're using the iPad. So for, for the both of you, I think that like one thing that you might want to consider as far as like getting dabbled into things is to like, have an idea of like something that you know that you want to do on the iPad, whether you would prefer it on the iPad or that you think it might be better for you to do on the iPad just for a focus kind of reason or whatever. I definitely need like that. start with just that like <laughs> one thing and then kind of see where it goes from there. And then you can start tinkering into things like shortcuts, which is only available on iOS and iPad OS. And like those, that's when things get really fun mm. when you start playing around with automation wow. and Stuff like that. That was another huge reason why I like the iPad more than I do the I Mac. I thought about it like that, that it's only exactly. iOS, iPad OS. Right. Yeah. So, and and so, like, for, for those that are listening that are like, what, what shortcuts? Are they just talking about like things that can get things done quicker? No, there's actually an application called Shortcuts, and it used to be called Workflow. There's a whole history with it. I was a very early user, not beta user, but like as soon as it hit the market, I was on board immediately. Hmm. To very quickly explain what Shortcuts is, is that Shortcuts is basically coding, but with Lego bricks. And like that's kind of why I really like it, because I'm a very visual learner. Hmm. And to be able to do things with Shortcuts, because you can just drag and drop certain things and certain actions and have them basically work one another after it, after each other, super fun and super interesting to kind of play around with things. And boy, how do you, have I gotten off the deep end with that? So we can <laughs> we can talk more into it. But like, I feel like I'm 
I'm getting off the deep end, but that's kind of the point of the show. But I want to reel you guys in. Yes, uh, so, yeah, to, to reel it back in, let's talk about shortcuts in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, first, like what you're saying about, at least to recap what I heard, was to kind of, A, set your intentions or, you know, like I'm going to use it for this thing and try to find maybe some sort of uh, task that requires focus and allow the iPad to be that um, mode to get focus on, uh, you know, whatever you, you need to do, which is a really great way to think of it because I never thought of it like that. I just thought of as the iPad is where I want to go when I need a little bit of a bigger screen than my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we also had, a, we also had a, a, a thing we just talked about before you got on, which was one of the things, and, and it actually it just... It just illustrates how wrong we have been about using the iPad exactly. Because what you're saying is to use it more of as a focus tool. And we're thinking, how can we get the iPad to be as scattered and ADD as the Mac? Like <laughs> All the windows, <laughs> I know. I was like, You need to have 12 windows open, but we can't do... Like, how do you just pop windows open and have all things, all, all sorts of things? I want to be able to do six things at once. Like, how do you do... Oh, I can't even do that. Right. Uh, e- yeah, yeah, one of my one of my complaints was the um, I forget what you call it, the split view, where you have two two apps on the same screen, and mm-hmm. how it's so uh, maybe I guess after you use it a lot, it's easier. But for me, it's like tedious because it's like it's been just long enough since I last used the iPad that I already forgot how to get the damn split view to work. <laughs> it's like I gotta like, <laughs> open it up, I gotta like swipe the dock, and then I drag the icon up there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it just bounces back, and. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, and I was thinking of, like, how it can just barely handle two screens when really, the you know, a, a Mac or anything can do multiple windows, but um, you well, get focus. At least you, at least you have that problem, Rob, and, and not the uh, other side of it where my mom is calling me every other day going, I did it again, and there's two things up, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm curious if there's a setting you can do to turn split view off because I'm almost positive there's got to be a way. I think there is. I think there is. I, I was just kidding because she just like I, I think people just unintentionally do it, and then the people that mm-hmm. want to do it can't seem to figure it out. I don't know how. That <laughs> yeah, is. yeah. It's like the opposite of Occam's razor or whatever. It's just yeah. you know whatever yeah. you want to happen doesn't, and whatever you don't want to happen does. <laughs> yeah, the most exactly. complicated thing happens. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, that was one of the big reasons I went to the iPad in general was because I'm just like, I need to, I need to take distractions out of it. I need to get things mm-hmm. out of my, out of, I need to get out of my own way, you know, cause that was, yeah. cause if you, if you put obstacles in your way and you kind of like make yourself have to do things, like it's the same kind of concept as to have separate profiles on your Mac, one for your work and one for play. And then you Ooh, have to like log that. out of one and then log into the other and you're like, I am, I am switching my modes. And like, that's kind of like how I look at it. Now that we're all like working from home, that's actually a pretty cool idea. If I had like Mm -hmm. a a Rob profile and then like a Rob at work profile where it's like really scaled down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like to have, like like have these users and have separate things allowed for them and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and like have the desktops be different and things like that and just be like, Okay, if I want to open Steam or play Minecraft or whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you have to log into, you know, the 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 Rob that has the game controller as the icon. Yeah. If you want to do your actual jobby job, you have Rob with you know a, a pen or a paper or whatever. 
This is uh, this is kind of a specific question, but I was thinking about my my wife. Actually, she uses an iPad almost exclusively. It's um, mm-hmm. when she started medical school, she got an iPad because they were all required to have an iPad um, for some part of the class. Interesting. Um, yeah, and so she basically lived with an iPad for the first year, and then there was like one app or like some sort of like old like JavaScript website that like wouldn't work in iPad OS. And so we bought a $200 Chromebook, like the, what's the cheapest laptop we could find <laughs> just for right. that purpose. And, uh, but apart from that, she ma- mainly uses um, an iPad. Now she has a MacBook air and an iPad. Um, but in terms of like focus, she does this thing. I forgot what the name of the app is. I need to, to look that up. But she does this thing with her phone where uh, you can plant a tree. And if you open your lock screen, it kills the tree. Um, but if you like leave it growing for like an hour or whatever, it'll blossom or whatever. And so you grow multiple trees over time. So that's her method of not looking at her phone when she needs to study for blocks of time. And I was wondering, oh, she, she you know inadvertently has... Uh, Locked out of the phone, it's great. No, no problems with distraction there. And then she goes to the iPad, and then she's like looking at Instagram on the iPad. So, do you know of any particular tool or like um, profile restrictions that can help you have internet access, but not also get like totally distracted with anything on the internet? Yeah, I'm not I sure mean, about it, that. I mean, there are ways you could probably get like because because. Uh, there are content blockers that are allowed on iOS. Like you can get ad blockers on your device. Mm. And, and that was kind of a newer thing a couple of years back. They started to allow that to be uh, available. And uh, one I really like is one blocker. And I'm sure, I think they use regular, I think they use regular expression to like whitelist and blacklist domains and stuff. Mm. So you could probably get away with playing around with that or like just do some quick Googling. I'm sure there's a way you could just be like blacklist only these blacklist yeah. everything Kill and then Instagram. whitelist only these things yeah, yeah. okay um oh oh it, but if you want to like block apps and stuff you can use the screen time parental controls you could just set time limits for specific oh, apps that's a good idea yeah so i know i know of people that are just like i set a 30 minute daily limit for twitter and mm-hmm. you know you basically get a notification where it's just like hey you've reached your screen time limit for this app yeah. you could uh, you could either say ignore for the day or okay, and it will close the app, and like it will show like a little icon next to the actual name. Or you can just be like, okay, add one minute, and like kind of like a child, like can I just stay up one more minute, Dad? Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, but I, I use I use that, that for myself, um, and it's not necessarily to focus or to study, but I just use it as like I will. I don't know why. I just like. I, I look at my banking app too often and like, I'm just like constantly <laughs> like just anxiously just checking it or even my mail. Like these are like important things, but I'm like looking at them too often. So I set like, okay, 15 minutes a day, you're allowed to check your bank account. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it gives me that warning. And then I kind of like do a gut check. and it's like, okay, let's, yeah, let's quit looking at that. Never uh, thought about or- setting time limits on the responsible things to do. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's because I know it's like for my mental health and my stress and stuff like ah, that. Gotcha. It's yeah. like you'll you. It's like a nervous tick of like um in in the city when you sit down and you ride the subway or you know like or you're walking around or whatever. I don't know. And you're killing time. Like you you go out like okay, let me check my email for the one thousandth time. And then this will just pop up and be like, you know what? You've been looking at your email app like all day long. Do you really want to spend mm-hmm. an hour of your life in your email app? <laughs> I'd love to just right. tell clients like I. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't work on this. I, I exceeded my time limit in Pro Tools for today. I, it's, it's done. I can't. I can't do anything about it. It's just. Hey, if you're freelancing, you could do that. Set like eight hours a day, and then be like, well, looks like I need to bill you some overtime. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, what were we use, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> for you could do time tracking stuff too. There's some really cool time tracking apps. Um, one oh, yeah? of my favorites. Is uh, Timery and that uses Toggle. I don't know if you guys know what Toggle is yeah, or Toggle. not. Yeah, Toggle. I've used that. Yeah, it, it, it's basically it uses the Toggle backend, but Timery is a fantastic app for time tracking because you can set different different modes and profiles and stuff, and then eventually just use like directly use uh, the. Hang on uh, a second. Can we? Pause real quick. I'm having issues on my end. <laughs> okay. I was hearing I crackling too. Okay. Sorry. I think I, I don't hear it now. So, so anyway, uh, where's the skip where 15 we? seconds button? Which we get back to the topic. We gotta <laughs> skip, 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 right. skip, skip, skip. Yeah. Um, hmm. What were we talking about? I think about? the last thing we talked about regarding, to, regarding the iPad is how basically just changing your way of thinking when it comes to using the iPad right. instead of it being trying to get it to do a bunch of different things, like have it do the specific tasks that you want it to and be more intentional with that. Yeah. And something that I was excited about while you were talking about intention, I was thinking my main complaint, like if, if you're doing, you're a writer and you're doing writing, then that's, that's great. You can focus on that. My job is I'm a, I'm a designer and I design sites and apps and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the primary app I use is called sketch and that was not available on the iPad, but now actually everybody is jumping ship to this new one called Figma. And I just found out in case anyone is in my predicament listening to this, there's an app called figurative, which is a Apple, um, it's like, uh, it works with Apple pencil on the iPad and you can do all of your design stuff through Figma in that app. Um, and Figma is also web-based, so I don't know how much I can do on the iPad and the web there, but I'll be checking both of these out after the podcast. I'm actually pretty excited that I might be able to do my work on the iPad because I've That's always cool. wanted to grab it, go to the couch, and just start like doing stuff with a pencil. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. Uh, that Sketch app didn't exist in there. Remember I told, didn't I tell you about this, Rob, like years ago when I was like, man, it feels like Sketch would be so great on the iPad if you could just like sketch out your lines and it would straighten them for you and do like kind of smarts to like Mm -hmm. get your idea down because the only thing I was thinking about when I was for a very brief time for a very brief time fascinated by your career Rob and wanting to maybe like get interested in it the only thing I could think about was how much of a pain it seemed to be to use like a trackpad or a mouse to draw out my ideas. And just, (laughs) I felt like it would be so much easier to just, you know, do it with a pencil. By the way, for people who are listening, it's not drawing in a graphic sense. You're literally 
clicking and dragging to like draw a rectangle and you're I know that's why it's even cre- well but the way you described it, it sounds like you know you could be drawing you know a person or something really oh, you're no. you're creating an interface so you're drawing like a button and you're creating a button label and you're adding text and all this stuff and um it's not as artistic as right. that sounds but that's so what happens I mean. it's that even, it's called sketch. Yeah. It should be even more of a, you know, like that would make it even more approachable on an iPad, I would think, because you can have, yeah. a, if you draw a rectangle, it makes a perfect rectangle instead of your shitty sketch. You know, it could do things like that. <laughs> yeah, it would. So anyway, now I, Figma. Yeah, I, I think Figma might be more useful on the iPad than you might think, because I think it was either with iOS 14 or late iOS 13, Apple made the iPad basically refer to be referred to as like a desktop browser as opposed to it being just oh. a large mobile browser. So you can use apps like Squarespace and WordPress and Wix on an iPad now when you are, when you used to not be able to. So nice. for whatever reason, Apple managed to work the back end of a Safari to be like, hey, you're on an iPad, you're going to get the Mac version of this right. website, and it's going to function like a Mac version. So you can actually create your Squarespace website with an iPad, where I have tried to do that before, and it's an, it, it was a nightmare. Now it's less of a nightmare. I have thoughts on Squarespace, but we won't go into it. So <laughs> um, Squarespace is a nightmare. I, I did a portfolio website on there in order to yeah. get a new job recently. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it, the, the, it's a weird contradiction of like they make it easy to like look good, but there's so much like little finessing and finagling that you mess with <laughs> that I just end up wasting so much time on there. <laughs> well, that's what, what I'm I... currently using for my site. So thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say it's a great turnkey option. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, better than doing it myself. It, yeah, <laughs> right. It's but if you want to make it look like not every other Squarespace website, it's going to take a little bit of time and effort. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do is when you go to a website and you think it might be Squarespace, just hit the escape key and see if the login thing is still turned on because that's a fun one. No way. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Because so then you'll funny. just get like, please log in kind of thing where it's like, uh. it's, it's, it's the same idea as going to a URL slash WP hyphen admin. If you think it's a WordPress site, right, then you get right, the login page. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I will say just my personal opinion that um, I feel like if it looked like every other Squarespace site, that bothers me far less than being on WordPress and having it look like every other WordPress site. I agree. I will say that the design and the look of a Squarespace site out of the box is tenfold times better than an out of the box WordPress website. WordPress has come is on its way up as far as like their, their Mm -hmm. 20 whatever themes like they're getting better and better each year but like oh yeah yeah. um but but we're but but squarespace definitely has more options that look good no matter what option you out of the box they they do a lot better with line line height which is the space in between your lines of text the kerning oh god and and yeah and all that stuff when when you add more space to breathe it feels much more mature like i think the reason everyone is flipping out about medium when it came out was that medium is just taking advantage of a lot of white space and spacing in between all the the type and all that stuff and so whenever you do that it feels much more polished and i think WordPress, well, previous WordPress, kind of like Blogger and all that was a little bit more kind of like email formatting where you have like single space text, you know, font size 12 and all that stuff where it feels more Mm -hmm. dense and not as modern. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I guess my big, my big issue with with Squarespace is that they keep taking away their apps. Like their apps used to be really good to integrate with the, your website, but now you have to do everything through the web. And while I say that the Squarespace website is able to be used on an iPad, it's way better to use a native iOS app than a web app. Still, hmm. it's my personal feeling. That's why I'm not a huge fan of using Squarespace as an iPad user. But if you use a, a, a a Windows computer, a Mac, or even a Linux device that uses a web-based, you know, uses Firefox or whatever, you're fine. It'll work great for you. You'll be able to do everything you want with it. Where me, I'm at a disadvantage, but that's just kind of what comes with using an iPad for everything you do. There's going to be barriers and hurdles, and that's kind of one of the things I really like about it is that I I hit a barrier. Okay, how can I get over this thing? And now it becomes a, a you know, creative project, you know. Uh, creativity <laughs> through limitation kind of thing. Like that's just yeah. kind of how yeah. my brain works. Um, I was going to ask you actually, that hits on a topic that I actually really was wondering about was, do you prefer on an iPad, uh, on an iPad using an app or using the website? Because that is one thing that I actually really do love about the iPad is that on the phone, I feel like I have to find the app because the website is going to be too cumbersome, but it's not on the iPad. Hmm. It depends. I mean, it depends if the if the web if the website or web app has been updated to be used for this decade, and by that I mean like there are still lots of web apps and stuff that are, uh, you know, JavaScript based as opposed to HTML based, or you know, they just feel like clunky. Like even if you're on like a desktop browser, there are things that are like enterprise software. Forget about it. Like it's usually it's a it's a nightmare because they're very slow to come in. And make updates too because it's an enterprise software. So if you make one change, there's going to be you know however many companies are using that software with however many users they have for each company that are going to be affected by this. So it's very very finicky or very very imperative that when you make changes that they work. So, but so like I can't use a web app to log into my work uh, time clock where I have to use an actual computer to do that. Hmm. Um, but if I, if I come to a website where it's like, yeah, the web app still works great. Like for instance, I write a lot of my stuff on Substack. Um, if you're not familiar with Substack, it's basically this medium for newsletter kind of thing where it was, it's, it's an up and coming service. A lot of journalists and stuff have moved over to it. And that's kind of where I write my newsletter because they are a very good turnkey option. Like they're the Squarespace of newsletters, I would say, is that you can just get started immediately and it looks great and I'm a fan of it and I enjoy it. I've tried doing things on my own. I keep coming back to Substack just because it's easy. It's free for me to use to send out email. I don't have to pay anything and no matter how big my list gets, it'll be free forever. And I have the option later on if I want to, I could have it be a paid newsletter so people can pay me X amount of dollars per month or X amount of dollars a year and make, an, make a, a living off of it potentially. I'm not there yet, but it's always in the back of my mind. But I like Substack because it doesn't have an app, but it works great on any website I use. I can use it on my phone. It has mobile responsiveness. I can edit my posts on there. I can make things on there without any issues. On the iPad, it's just like as if I were to use a Mac. I enjoy it. But to get to, like, do I prefer the app or do I prefer the web app, there are definitely things where I'm just like, I need to use the app because the web app doesn't work the way I want it to or or doesn't have the features that I want because 
there are limitations that iOS has, and so the app then offers solutions to those problems where the web app might not. Um, right. I'm trying to think of a specific instance, but like I, I use Todoist as a task manager for myself, and the web app is great when you're using it on a computer, but when I am comparing the web app to the actual iOS app, the iOS app just feels more... Apple-y, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. because Todoist yeah. is like a cross-platform kind of thing. So it has that material design for Google stuff. It has the Chrome extensions. It has all of these extra things, and they kind of have to like be native for all of them. But when they use an app as opposed to the website, they can get more iOS and Apple-specific of like how things interact with each other, where you know the web app is not necessarily like that. So it just kind of right. depends. But if I had to choose more times than not, I'm going with an application just because they have to fill, they have to fill in with guidelines and rules that like Apple has set of like this is how your app has to work for it to work properly, and users of Apple devices will kind of be used to that kind of behavior. Where with web apps, it's kind of the wild west still. Like people can do whatever they want with it, and right. there's a kind of an unwritten rules about like certain things you want to do with web apps, but like. Anything goes, but with iOS apps, it's not necessarily that open. So I'm that way nine times out of ten as well, but there is one thing that got me into just trying the website first, I guess, is because, okay. um, it, and it's Amazon. Amazon's app oh, on the terrible. iPad is the worst because all <laughs> I wanted to do, you guys, is the most simple thing I wanted to do. I found something and I wanted to share an item with someone else. Just oh, no, you, you, you don't share things on Amazon. You just buy them. You can't share. <laughs> yeah. No, I buy them and then ship them to someone else, I guess, is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have I, the amount of times I've looked for the share icon on the Amazon app. If I yep. had a nickel for every time I did that, I'd be able to pay off uh, <laughs> a small loan or something that I might have. Like, it's not like a, a bunch of money, but like, I would be able to buy. Uh, I'd probably be able to buy like a Mac Mini or something. The amount but, of times I've tried I know. to do that. Well, as a recently former Amazon employee, I can confirm that the <laughs> tablet is the last afterthought of design. And oh. in general, sharing features are also the last afterthought of design. Um, Makes no sense. You know, you'll design the the mobile app, and then you'll work on the desktop website, and then eventually your product manager will be like, well, what about tablet? And you say, hmm... What was the mobile site again? All right, let's just make it twice as wide. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because uh, what I was going to say is I was so in the mindset of looking for an app for every single thing I was going to do on the iPad that it never even occurred to me that I could just go to Amazon.com and use it like I use it on my computer. Rob actually mm -hmm. had to tell me, just yeah, use just the website. The, yeah, and exactly. I was like, go to the website. It's so much and that's better. What, and I had this epiphany moment where I was like, oh, my God, like... Unlike, I can just access the web on my iPad. Like, what did I? What was I thinking? I couldn't do that for some reason. Unlike most modern like digital products, Amazon invests the majority of their time and money and effort in the desktop website. So everyone else is doing, you know, mobile apps and that kind of fancy stuff, but desktop mm -hmm. web is still their bread and butter for shopping. So if you have a lackluster experience on whatever device, just go to the website and it should be better. 
And also, if the website's old enough, then it goes into the territory of being good again on the iPad because then it's all just HTML. And- <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, when they're focused so much on loading time and being efficient with their code base. Yeah. So that does kind of help in that respect. But and I if just, there's no hover action. Yeah, and, and no hovering. We definitely know not to do that. Um, but I was just going to say that, yeah, the two main uh, apps I use on my iPad are Safari and YouTube. And that's yeah. that's like my primary thing so far. Sometimes Twitch, but um, YouTube yeah. kills me because I actually am a big proponent of the picture in picture. I don't know if you guys use that too much on your Sometimes, iPads or not. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And the YouTube app just doesn't support it. Not oh, even really? if you're like a premium member, you can't use the YouTube. If no. you but but again, this is where web app might actually be better. Is that if you load a YouTube video in Safari, and then try and use the picture in picture, it works. <laughs> So wow. Riddle me this, yeah. Google. I don't understand. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we get to like our hour-ish mark, I wanted to touch on shortcuts. I think shortcuts would probably be an entire episode. I know you have, you know, written shortcuts a could bunch. be an entire thing. Yeah. But, but I, yeah. Um, uh, we could do like our, you know, late night show uh, format of, you know, what is your favorite shortcut and, and how do you use it? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. It's like picking your children, but one I use a lot. Or top three. Yeah. One thing I do a lot is I do, I keep like a reading list or, so I do this for both work and play. Uh, For part of my newsletter, I do like a weekly roundup where I find things that are interesting in the iPad and iOS space that like are good reads, whether they're videos, podcasts, or uh, articles or whatever. I then throw them all into a list. I give quick write-ups and blurbs about each one, link them out to the sources and the people that wrote them, and then I just add it to my newsletter. It's probably the quickest thing that I do as far as like what goes in my newsletter. Um, and the reason it's the quickest is because I've already built a shortcut that basically if I find something on a website or through Twitter or whatever, I will share the URL into shortcuts, and then shortcuts will basically take the URL – Get the article title if it's a website with an article title. Uh, if I have any co- contents uh, highlighted, it will create a block quote for it. Hmm. It, it then then it creates a markdown link for the source in the very bottom, and then adds markdown line. So I I use a lot of markdown for my writing. But after it, after it's all formatted and said done, it then adds it to my note taking app, and it changes throughout the time. Like right now, I'm using this app called Craft. Um, craft.do is the website you can, and it's a native Mac OS and iOS app. That's very fantastic. If you're any, if you're anywhere familiar with notion, it's kind of that idea. And I love it. It's great. It's the notion I think. Yeah, it is. I, it, I prefer it just because it has the native iOS and native Mac OS features that Apple users are looking for where notion is an electron app that's basically built off the web and then ported to the Mac, which is a whole thing. But this shortcut I use basically just takes all the information that I want from a website and then puts it into a markdown format and then appends it to a note that I, an ongoing note that I have. And I just do it that way. So that's one shortcut that I really enjoy. Um, do you guys have, do you want to do roundtable? Do you want me to keep going? Sure. I, well, I kind of wanted to share one that I had and I need to set it up again because I actually disabled it after not using it too much. But, um, okay. I, it was related to CarPlay. I, you know, again, I don't use the iPad too much, but um, 
I set one up where I noticed you could um, have an event based on the connection. So when you plug it in and it detects that it's CarPlay, you can do whatever. So um, a lot of times, this is also, so I guess the long story of it is, typically I use an app called Telegram to talk to my wife and most of my friends. Um, and a few years ago, Telegram, it didn't work in CarPlay. You couldn't do the Siri, like read the message or respond with your voice. You had to use iMessage and we didn't use iMessage that often. So I, I, I did two things with the shortcut. I created a shortcut where when you plug it in, it would send a text message to my wife saying, hey, I'm driving now, please text me here through iMessage. And mm -hmm. I didn't have to do any of that. It was just automated. That was awesome. And then mm -hmm. when I unplugged it, or alternatively, you turn off the car and the signal is cut, it would then send another message saying, hey, I parked the car and dropping a pin of my map location of where I parked. So A, it would you know, let her know where I am or maybe me, I could go back and see where I parked. <laughs> but then also it, it would let her know, okay, you can you know, go back to Telegram or whatever for texting. And now Telegram does work in CarPlay, so I guess I don't need it that much. But I kind of do like the idea of just kind of, if you, you know, I don't know, some relationships maybe they think that's oversharing, but if other people like to really, you know, stay in touch, you could use that as a way to kind of like keep them updated. Like, Hey, I'm leaving, I, I'm leaving work, you know, I'll, you know, and I'll be home, mm -hmm. you know, insert ETA or something like that. So I kind of like yeah. that magic of sending off some sort of messages to people just when you plug it into your car. <laughs> yeah. I do something very similar. I you, but I don't use automation just because I, created this shortcut before automation was like a thing and I just keep using it the way that I want to is is I use an NFC tag. I don't know if you guys have any of those lying around in your house, but you can buy them for pretty I don't, cheap. But I wanted get to like find a way to use it. <laughs> yeah. So I use one, I have one in my car and I have a shortcut called heading home. And what it does is that it will get my location. Then it will take my home address figure out the length, the, the, the arrival time mm -hmm. for when I will be home. And then I'll add eight minutes to it just because I'd rather be home early than what I say than late. So <laughs> I just, I add that time just for traffic reasons or, you know, yeah. whatever. And then I have it choose from a number of lists that I have of like different things of what I would say. So it's not the same thing every time. Mm. It just chooses a random Fresh. one from that list and then sends a list to my wife that, has the date, the time that I'm going to arrive in the message. So you can use variables. So like the first one I have is, hey, honey, I'm leaving work. I should be home around insert time here. And then it mm -hmm. sends a message to her. And then it gives me a notification that says that the message was sent. And then it gives me another notification telling me what time I'll be home because that way I don't have to open messages and just see what was sent. I can mm. just see what time I'm going to be home, put my phone away, start playing my music or podcast and then go home. Awesome. So I do something very similar, but it's not automation based, which is a cool idea, but I just have a sticker. I just put my phone right to it and then it's just like, Hey, we noticed this car sticker, you know, yeah. we're running your automation now. I, I want to, I definitely want to mess around more with, with NFCs. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I, I've heard that you can, if you have the Nintendo characters, the Amiibo, you can use those yeah. as a trigger. <laughs> so I could do that, you know, in short supply. But um, 
if you have any like NFC related uh, getting started stuff you want to s- send along, I can put that in our show notes too. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll make a note of it and put it, give you send you some stuff. I'll send you. I mean, I'll send you the ones I have. Um, granted, I bought these like a year and a half ago now, so there might be better ones out in the market, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll send what I have, and I'll send. I think there's a podcast or two that I liked that talked in depth about it. So perfect. Yeah, I'll see. And what about Josh? Do you, you do do any shortcuts in the past or so, present? I don't really. I haven't used them that much, but the ones that I have, I I, I haven't gotten too creative with. I got them from the. Uh, there's a gallery in the shortcuts app that you can just look at ones that are suggested, which I think is a good place to start with them because yeah. uh, you know it can get overwhelming. You don't know how to put these things together, but they kind of show you how you can use them. And one of them that uh, I keep forgetting to use, but I, and maybe I haven't been using it because the past year we haven't gotten out, but uh, the calculate tip one is mm-hmm. awesome. You just hit it, you put in the bill, and it just tells you like right away. Like there's, it, it's even better than a calculator. Like for that. Um, wow. And then the other th- one that I'm laughing so much about that I just saw when I opened up this gallery. Now <laughs> there's there's a a washing hands music one that will play music <laughs> for 20 seconds while you wash your hands. Oh wow. <laughs> yep. Just 20 seconds so- of music. So a large amount of the stuff that was actually put in the gallery was made by a guy by the name of Matthew Castanelli, and he used to work for the team before it was acquired by Apple. And oh. uh, he he does some really cool work. In fact, a lot of things I'm going to send you guys is probably from him because mm. he has a shortcuts gallery that's super cool and super interesting that's free to get. And then he also has like a membership thing that I pay for and – Yes, yeah, some oh, really nice. cool stuff there as well. But yeah, like, I was going to ask like, you about that. Like, is there, are there other sources where I can just see what people already oh, dude, made, so I don't have to do it myself? Yeah, I did a whole tweet thread about like my favorite shortcuts uh, stuff. So I'll send that to you. You could throw it in the show notes as well. But like Matthew Castanelli is like top tier, one of the best. MacStories.net is another great source. Um, and then the the shortcuts gallery is a good starter set. Like the Matthew Castanelli is also a good starter set. He does a YouTube series on it as well. He's already starting to do a YouTube series on mm-hmm. it. Um, you're going to get a lot of links from me and I hope that they're going to be in the show notes oh, yeah. <laughs> um, of like where to get started. I, I, I have and, to, and, like, I have to admit resources. YouTube is like my primary mode of learning at this point. My, mm-hmm. my, my, my brain just can't can't bear reading. I don't know what it is, or or listening to a <laughs> podcast. I actually, funny like side story about Squarespace was I saw they had an audio plugin feature, and just to try and set my portfolio of work apart, um, each page is uh, you know a description of what I did on a project with pictures, of course, but the rest is text. I have this nice microphone, so I recorded audio for each of the pages and then put a play button at the top so you could come in, hit play, and listen to me walk you through personally my piece of work. And um, now I kind of, I don't really have a blog. I do the podcast, but um, I kind of wish that like, bloggers would also maybe it would take too long but if they would like have like an audio recording of i would just hit that and listen to it that'd be great yeah you can create a shortcut that will take the text from an article and read it to you via voice it'll use the siri voice yeah siri is getting a lot better with with that i do that sometimes on the mac if you guys aren't on the 14.5 beta whenever 14.5 comes out you're going to choose your siri voice again because apple is now not making the female 
voice default. They're also not gendering them anymore because of the bias that there might be with it. Mm-hmm. So you're when you update to 14.5, if the beta stays how it is now, you'll have one of four voices in the United States version, or you can choose a different country if you prefer the Australian voice or the British voice or whatever. Love the accents. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, and it uh, it is it is freakishly uncanny valley. Like it's you, you forget that it's a robot that's like talking basically because wow. it sounds like an actual person is in your phone. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I really like, I just saw this in here too, the ad expiration reminder. That's a cool one. You can put in like a, if you get something and you want to, you know, put it in the fridge as you're putting in the fridge, put in what it is. And when you, when it says it's expired, hmm. that's kind of a cool way of keeping track of things. There's just so many good mm-hmm. things already in here. And I imagine it's even better with, um, yeah, you know, the links you suggested Jeff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Here's a since we're talking about iPad and, and the whole Apple ecosystem. Um, if I set up a bunch of cool ones for my uh, like on my phone or whatever, is there a way to have them easily appear on the iPad? Do they automatically synchronize or do they is, sync via iCloud? Okay, perfect. Yep. And and shortcuts is really nice to where you could have folders and stuff now. This wasn't the case up until iOS 14, I think. But you can create folders for like different things. So, for instance, I have one for I have a group called Tablet Habit. I have ones that are meta, which are basically shortcuts to edit my shortcuts because <laughs> um, I'm I'm at that point now. <laughs> I have stuff for my task managers. I have stuff for podcasting. I have um, I have a couple of folders for like examples and previous blog posts that I put together. Um, I have stuff for my work. I have miscellaneous ones. Like, for instance, one of the miscellaneous ones I have, and I'm actually sharing this with me with my next newsletter, is that I have a shortcut that basically just opens a specific URL, and then it will go straight to the App Store and open my subscriptions so I can see what my subscriptions are. Because if you don't have this shortcut or you don't know where to go, it's a lot of tapping and swiping and mm-hmm. annoyingness just to get to your subscriptions. So it's nice to just have a quick shortcut. Just be like, all right, let me manage my subscriptions now. And it'll go right to it. That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and for anyone that's like... I keep go ahead. wanting to clean it constantly. Anyway, sorry. That's what I was doing <laughs> off screen. Like I was just very confused because all I polishing. see is just your le- is just your hand below the screen, just like yeah, I know. wiping an emotion. I'm just like, he seems real intense. I don't know what he's doing. But <laughs> Fingerprints, man. I got to keep it pure yep. and pristine. Man. Yep. 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 Microfiber cloth at hand all the time. Yep. <laughs> I have several uh, on hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I it's cool that you guys like have shortcuts and stuff. But I would like to just like just for people that might be listening, they're just like, I want to get into shortcuts, but I don't know how to. One, start with the gallery because it's a really good start. But like two, if you have a thing that you find yourself doing repeatedly throughout the day or something that you wish could be easier, there's probably a way for you to do it with shortcuts. And through some quick Googling, you could probably find a way to make that happen because there's enough blog posts and websites and resources out there now regarding shortcuts. You could probably find a way for you to do something. And if you can't, reach out to me and I could probably help you. So um, Nice, yeah. Yeah. So I, but I, I really enjoy shortcuts. It's like one of the biggest reasons I actually still stick with the iPad and the iPhone over a Mac. And I know with the new Macs that are being built by Apple with the M1 chips, 
and stuff like that, it's now getting even closer to where shortcuts will possibly be available on the Mac. But right. we'll see. Like you could load like iPhone apps and stuff on there in theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just yeah, thought of so, a couple of shortcuts. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm expecting in not this version, but the next version, that some version of Mac OS shortcuts or some sort of automation powerhouse system will be available that will be based off of the shortcuts code yeah. of some sort. I, I, I have a couple ideas for shortcuts right off the bat. I think I, I need to make one that will just take all of my emails, like all of them that I got, and mm-hmm. just delete them all. <laughs> like just and then the other one is just I want to take a I have all these reminders that I have made for myself, you know, to do all these things. I just yeah. need a shortcut that will just check them all off. Just <laughs> just just, yep. just I, Done. I I'm getting it's, I'm just getting annoyed by all the notifications and the badges and all that stuff. And I just need to get rid of it. <laughs> Sounds like nuclear you need an assistant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just need to start over and people will say, "Well, this didn't get done." But like, yeah, 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 I started over. Just everything from now on, I'm going to try and keep track of. That's, that's yeah. My- they, I mean, that's the nuke and pave option. You basically just be like, "All right, this is just email forgiveness. If it's important, you'll email me again. If not, yeah. you'll never hear from me again." Yeah, that's what I need. I need that because it just keeps happening. It's like every week, though. I need to do that. That's not a good thing. <laughs> no, um, it's not. But uh, what I, what I was going to say, there's one other thing we didn't touch on that I think is also kind of an epiphany that I had about the iPad and about making more use out of it is. Uh, yeah, maybe I can't use it solely for uh, the things I use pro apps for and work with and stuff, but it actually can be a nice, uh, it can work in tandem with my Mac really well too. Like some of the pro Mm -hmm. apps I use have iPad apps that aren't, they don't work only on the iPad, but they work together. So like I can have, you know, other controls up and I can do more things if I have the iPad here, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's also a nice tool just as a like sidecar, like not to use that word because I know that Apple already does, I think, but to use it for, you know, alongside the computer. I do use it for that. I, I was teaching a, a UX class recently on Zoom. And when, when, you're, when you're the one who's teaching or presenting on Zoom, usually when you share your, your keynote or whatever, that takes up the full screen. I still want to see the video so I can see if people are like paying attention or there's a question. Mm-hmm. So I'd set up Sidecar on the iPad, drag the, the Zoom video gallery so I can see everyone's faces right here on the iPad and then do my presentation on the iMac. Um, you know, you could solve that with another monitor, but I, I love that you can just kind of, I don't have to buy another monitor that just sits there for nothing. Right. And I can just use it when I need it. Yeah, and if you use if you use a MacBook or some sort of laptop Mac laptop, you could use Sidecar on the go as well. You just take your iPad mm. with you, and you know if and when things are open and a lot less scary because of COVID, it's really nice at like a coffee shop, especially when you're trying to do work on your Mac. But you're just like, I wish I had That's a separate so cool. screen, whether it's just to have like a, the game on in the background and be out of your way, or to basically be just you know, have a preview of a website you're working on or something or right. whatever. It's a great source for that too. Um, as far as like apps that like work in tandem, I I wish I knew more about that. Like the only things I can really think of are, um, are uh, I think that there's, maybe there's a way, I don't know directly, I wish I did, but maybe there's a way that you can use your tablet. If it has Apple Pencil support, you could use your iPad as a way, f- as like a separate touch interface with your Mac, where oh, if you don't want to yeah. use a, ma- a mouse or keyboard and you're doing something more Photoshoppy or 
you know, or you just want a different interface. You yeah. could use the the pencil as kind of like a Wacom tablet. Yeah. Right. And, and, That'd be pretty and just cool. use that. Could be yep. kind of yeah, another interface. Yep. Yeah. And then and then the other thing you could do is to find a way to basically VNC or, or screen share your Mac with your iPad and you can just use your iPad as a Mac in the event that you have to, or, um, you know, you could use the pencil in that way too. I think screens has a really good Apple pencil support when you're using it with the Mac. So you mm. could do it that way as well in tandem with Mac OS, um, yeah. instead cool. of just like using it separately. But yeah, there's like, there's a lot of really cool tools. Do a whole, whole other episode about how can I use my Apple pencil more often? Cause I, got I feel that like, thing. I feel like I need to be on here more <laughs> just because there's, because this, we've touched so on a lot fun. of really cool things, Yeah, but yeah, like, I think it'd be a lot of fun to like, dive deep into a specific subtopic of the topic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, you're like after spending an hour with us, you're like, "Oh god, I got to help these guys more." Like this is I love this. Control. I mean, there's a reason I do a newsletter on it because I enjoy like helping people like see things right. differently as far as using the iPad or like finding new solutions to a problem that they might you're, have. Like that's just you're kind our of iPad my coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so great though because it's like you yeah, you buy these things and you you kind of have your original idea of what you hope they'll be like maybe the iPad you think is going to be like your computer replacement. Maybe it mm-hmm. isn't that, but um but it's still like it's it's a lot it offers a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more than just a Netflix machine or a Facebook yeah. machine mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call. It. Like it does yep. it can do a lot more if you if you if you put a little intentionality and effort behind it, you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, you just kind of have to know where to look, and that's kind of how I like to think of myself. Is that I like to to point eyes at things, point eyes at things that are helpful to others. You know, like I just kind of mm-hmm. like to be like, you see this rock? It's not just a rock. It's also the answer to a problem that you have. You know, it's yeah. like, or you know, however, whatever analogy you want to call it. Like I just like to be able to to you know open doors for people that might not necessarily be readily available. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully I can get a shiny new iPad soon. I'm kind of holding out for Apple to announce their next one. I feel like it's yeah. sometime, sometime between now and their WWDC. We'll, we'll find out. I, I am going to take a wild guess because if there have been reports about certain iPad cases being found that aren't available until, um, next week in April. So we're recording this on the, not to date this or anything, but like we're recording this on the 11th. Last I heard, I think it was like the 16th or something that's not going to be, they're not Mm -hmm. available to be purchased until then. Um, I could be wrong. Who knows? But I think Apple is, is on the precipice of like releasing new iPads. I don't know if it's just going to be iPad pros or a new iPad air and an iPad Mm -hmm. mini. But if you're in the market for an iPad right now, just wait a little bit longer. I think until I think the the cutoff date, if they don't release anything by WWDC, which is the first or second week in June, then things are going to be a little bit weirder, and you could probably get your own thing. So that's kind of where the new iPads go. So definitely wait just a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have one more thing that I didn't want to leave out of this call, and it's a <laughs> gripe I've had with the iPad that's actually gotten in the way of me using it since. I don't know, 2013 or 2014, and still is not fixed. But okay, it's if, if it's an Instagram app, I, I don't have any answers for you. <laughs> no, it's with the on-screen keyboard, um, because I, 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 with this, I got the iPad Air 4, which is the you know newer, um, and 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 in the process of getting this, I sold off my uh, previous iPad, which was the 10.5 inch, which I had a keyboard with, but the keyboard stopped working anyway. So now I'm. Okay. 
I'm just thinking like, I, th I thought when I got this, I'll just use the on-screen keyboard because once upon a time, when the very first iPad came out, I was like so great at the on-screen keyboard. I could just, mm -hmm. I could almost type as fast as a real keyboard on it. But since iOS kind of got re revamped with iOS 7 and all that, like I, I, I um, for some reason, you know how they put that feature on now? If you put two fingers down, it turns into like a trackpad. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. The keyboard I didn't does. know that. <laughs> it's a very cool little feature, unless you happen to have two fingers down at the same time while you're typing, and it highlights everything you typed and deletes it and starts over with what you're typing after that. <laughs> Man. And the worst part, well, well, so remind me if I'm, isn't there an undo button easily accessible with the keyboard, though? You shake you to undo? You have to shake it. <laughs> no, and no, no. Like, there should be like an idiot. undo button. Oh, there no, is. there should be an undo button. If I if you Where? look at it, I think it's in the upper there's, left. There's a little arrow. Oh, the uh, the arrow. Okay, yeah, but all right. Yes, maybe, but like. Okay, but I, I let me see if I can find the answer to your problem because I think that there's a way you can turn that off. I don't I, think there uh, is. I think there's in settings. I've looked while, everywhere. While you look that up, uh, my wife recently, she got a, an Apple Pencil for her iPad and noticed with handwriting, Safari URL input has changed where you get a teeny tiny um, keyboard because it assumes that you're going to write it with your pencil and she likes wow. the pencil but she does not want to do the transcription mm. and mm. Uh, so if you are in that situation I don't know the exact menu but I believe you go into settings and you go to Apple Pencil um, you can turn off uh, one of these toggles um, I don't know if it's scribble across the board or if there's something specific to the browser, but that will return the regular full-size keyboard when you're typing in a URL. Um, so that's not your problem, but that well, was our problem I, earlier. Another way to kind of fix that is that if you teach yourself or train yourself to, if you touch things with your pencil, you basically say, I want to write with this. Where if you touch it with your finger, you're saying, I want to tap on this. And oh. that was one thing that I kind of taught myself on. Interesting. Is where if I'm like, if I tap on a URL with my pencil, it's going to think I want to write in that URL. But if I tap on it, it's different. Okay. If you use your okay. finger as an input, it's a totally separate thing. I'll tell that's, you that. It's a learning thing. It is annoying. I'm not going to say it's not. But that's how I got around it without having yeah. to turn off Scribble. Because there are times where I want to use Scribble. It's nice. Uh, I can't find a specific setting for you, Josh, as far as like what the issue is, um, but the, I don't know. Do you use like the swipey swipe keyboard on your iPhone? Like, do you enjoy using that at all? No, okay, then that doesn't solve my problem because you can pinch the keyboard and have it be the size of an iPhone keyboard and have mm -hmm. it float, and you can kind of drag it around and play with it. Yeah, and it's right. actually kind of nice, especially oh, if you're holding on to it. And like you have it up, like you can you you can just move the keyboard to your like your lower left thumb or lower right thumb, and then just use it as if it were like a, just a giant iPhone with a keyboard on it. Yeah, that might that help too. Sense. I don't know, but if, I think it's just a matter of just relearning the touch keyboard and see if you can get it to work. Because yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is a way you can turn it off. The, but the only solution I that I was able to come to is, is by getting a third party keyboard. But I I don't like doing that because it gets all wonky. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I, I would like I do like the other features of the Apple keyboard, so I don't exactly want to torch it and have something else completely. All I wanted, and I've written Apple so many times about this, like yeah. little like feature request is to just allow maybe even an accessibility. I don't care. Turn off the trackpad mode on the keyboard. Like that seems like something that would be easy enough for them to do, and it's been like 
like six or seven years of the keyboard being like this. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, the features become bugs, and the bugs become yeah. features at some point. So, I, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's... Um, well, we don't have to troubleshoot this on the podcast. We don't have to find podcast. a solution. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> no, to find I know. a solution I'm, right now, but yeah. I, I just am saying, like, this is one of the things that I wish, you know, it wasn't... I think the lesson know. here, too, Josh, is that it is never going to be perfect, but we can learn how to make it better. You, you always bring it around to, to how it's my problem. Yeah. You're so good at that. You're so taking. You're so good at taking the issues I have with things in life and being like, no, but see, here's why it's you. More often than not, you are right. You are right. More often than not, there is some way I can adjust my behavior very slightly, and it's fine. I mean, that's not to not to bring this all back and try and make a kumbaya moment, but like that was one of the big reasons I had I wanted to use the iPads because like I know what I'm getting into, and if I hit an obstacle, I'm going to try and change my perspective on it and to take it in as a challenge as opposed to something I gripe about or something that I feel is inadequate. And I could try and find another solution for it. Like that's just kind of how I've switched my mindset when it comes to using a computer. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I've like I've been able to like learn a lot about shortcuts because like I have specific problems. And I'm like, is there a way I can make this work with shortcuts? Yeah. And I start playing around with it and then I learn something new about it can do and then, you know, it just compounds over time. And, like that's kind of how I'm at. But like there are certain things that are not great about the iPad. I will be the first to tell people about them. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you if you really want to use the iPad or you think that the iPad is better for you for certain tasks, don't let the things that like come up and bother you get in the way of like making it making it work. Like just give it a shot and try it and see what happens. Yeah. I think it's great advice and I think it's um, you know, inspiring cuz it's a, such a portable awesome little device that you can do mm-hmm. so much with and that goes beyond what you can do with the phone. And it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely in the habit again of using my iPad more often. And I'm, it's, it is, it is a very, get back like, in that tablet habit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if anybody has like questions or something, you could find, you could find me over at tablethabit.com. Um, my email is pretty readily accessible there and I'm on Twitter at I am Jeff Perry and you could DM me or shoot me an at mention, and I'm happy to help with any problems or questions that people have. And you guys have my number, so give me a text or a call anytime, and I'm happy to help. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully, you know, if you're available, we can have you back for some more tech support on the podcast. This was fun. <laughs> I liked great. this. This is this is a great time. I, I always enjoy uh, you know, coming on and talking, and you, know, you guys have a really fun show, and I enjoy it as a listener, so it's fun to be on and, and talk to you guys. Cool. Yeah, well, glad to have you. And yeah. Uh, yeah, now I'm gonna yeah dig into my iPad. This is this is gonna be fun. I'm excited, rejuvenated. Shortcuts. I'm gonna make yeah so many shortcuts now, and probably gonna check out um, some YouTube videos on that. I know you mentioned uh, Christopher Lawley, right? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, some Christopher Lawley, Matthew Casanelli, uh, MacStories.net is a great resource. Uh, I'm sure I'll give you even more when you publish this. That there'll be yeah, a bunch this will of be all in the, the theoretical show notes that I'll definitely write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, I'll write them if you don't, because I'm <laughs> I, I can give you all the resources. I'll just send it to you. So sure, yeah. Tell I'll me a little that. bit about each no of these links. Yeah. Yeah, okay. there you go. So I can do that for sure. That's no problem at all. Um one thing I want to challenge you on, who edits the show? Is it you, Rob, or is it yeah, Josh? It's me. Josh okay. is sick of editing. Uh, 
if you <laughs> well when you do it for work i'm sure you i'm sure you don't want to yeah. do it for fun too uh uh, there's an app called Ferrite, and I yep, thoroughly I enjoy this app. Uh huh. Yeah. So I love Ferrite. Ferrite is my one of my favorite tools to use on the iPad. It's a podcast editing tool. It's a lot of fun to play with on the iPad, especially if you have an Apple Pencil, because Ooh. it is just you basically can edit a podcast. But like, not only do you get to edit the podcast, you get to physically interact with the podcast. And it's much more fun to edit shows that way than any other way I've edited podcasts before in my life. Is that Ferrite is so much fun and useful. And once you get a groove, you can just listen to the show all the way through in regular time and make edits as it's going. And oh my God. basically make it like a one path. It's so much fun. Like I That's I recommend great. both wow. you try it out. Especially gonna, if it's like you know a, what? When I get my Apple Pencil again, because I the one I had is an old one that doesn't it's like generation one and it's broken. But yeah. when I get one again, I will do that. And Rob, maybe then I'll edit the podcast. Hey, I'll edit this one. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The uh, the I added uh, podcasts on the side, um, just for a little bit extra uh, side hustle, um, and I edit that podcast exclusively on my iPad because I love Ferrite so much. I don't That's even amazing. need to use cool. something else. So yeah, definitely. I will offer show notes. I will offer show notes for that as well. And they have a really good YouTube series, Rob, that Ferrite has created themselves that like give you the idea of how the tools are. So if you go to Ferrite's website, mm-hmm. it'll. They have a how-to section, and it's got a playlist for all the YouTube stuff. So Amazing. go nuts. Wow. All right. Awesome. I downloaded it. That's my challenge. I want you to play, play around with it. You don't have to edit this specific episode, but if you want to play around with it for a future I mean, episode, yeah. I recommend it. All right. Cool. Yeah, this 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 is getting kind of off topic again. <laughs> for Sorry. Our, that, our, was, that was just one last no, thing. No, no, not you. I was going to say that our particular setup is like Josh has gone through the trouble of making this nice template with all of these like there's like a stack of like filters going on here to get the levels right. And so if I just yeah. grabbed these files and put them into another app, I don't know, how, you know how it would work, but um, I, I should definitely try it out, see how it sounds. Anyway, on that note, as usual, you can find us on Twitter at Sorry Topic, which is much shorter than our podcast name, or find out all this info on our website, joshandrob.com. Pretty easy to spell. And uh, we have a Telegram group if anyone wants to get in there and kind of directly interact with us um, or, you know, post feedback or questions for other episodes. You can do that in there, although not a ton of people use that. So Twitter is totally fine. If there is a different social avenue that you want, let us know. Um, You know, I could set up a pointless Instagram or something, but, you know, who knows? maybe we could start doing TikTok. I have been doing the stereo app for some of our recent episodes. Just before this one, I recorded one with Alex and we were live on stereo. Um, but uh, they only do two hosts. So when you do stuff like this, can't really accommodate that. So, um, yeah. Right. yeah, those are all our places and hope you enjoyed this episode and maybe we'll do some more kind of techie episodes like this in the future.